Amen. How's everybody doing today? We good? Are we good? Good. Uh, I've asked, um, I've asked my dad, uh, the head of the house, to open up this morning um, with a song that I heard as a kid. And he's even taking it back to J.B. Rhodes sound. Just makes me feel like I'm watching Full House. And Jesse is just messed up. But we grew up on the road, and we traveled from church to church, and we'd do ministry every week, and, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday were services, and then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday were the journey to the next church. And then we'd get there Saturday, and Saturday we'd do full setup, and we'd get everything set up for that next Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then we'd tear down and get in the rig and travel to the next church and show up on Saturday and set up. And 52 weeks a year, for 12 years, that's what we looked like. That was my life. So I spent life in church, and dad, at the end of the services, would always go and play these old songs. And I remember, I remember sitting there and just listening. At that age, I didn't really care. I didn't. think I cared. It didn't have an effect on me because I was just a kid. Man, I hate this. This is the worst. Oh my gosh. Come on. it had an effect on me and I didn't think I cared but they knew something I didn't know is that my environment being that healthy and those words being spoken over me would take me to a place there was someday I would actually care what was being said behind the song that was being sang and that someday the environment that I was put in over and over and over and over again and, and you know the society today will tell you ah oh, kids hate church Kids hate uh, healthy things. Kids, kids hate that. They, they hate, they hate it, they hate it, they hate it. Let me tell you, if you as parents will force it into them, they will love it. We got too many lazy parents these days that are just like, oh, my kids won't do it. So then kick them out. You ever kicked your five-year-old out and made him sleep on the driveway? I don't recommend it. But when you got rebellious teenagers, hey, listen, this is my house. Deuces. I remember all the time, mom used to tell me all the time, she was like, listen, if you go to jail, I ain't bailing you out. Don't waste your call on me. It's like, fine, I'll remember that. 
not calling my mama when I get to jail. But I knew it because she had some hard lines in place. And this song, I was preparing for my sermon for like the last month, ever since I found out about it. And, and something you don't know about me is that my car, uh, and my, my wife actually put it there, Brittany, my dad wrote, uh, uh, he just, he put together a, an album called In His Presence, naturally, and it goes way back when his mullet was halfway down his back. And uh, it's literally this, it's literally J.V. Rhodes, which is the sound he's using, and his vocal cords. And he just sings. share something with you, but I want to keep it between us. My dad is my hero. Don't let that get out too far. I don't want anybody on the outside of these walls to know that. Now, actually, I'm so proud of the fact that I can be able to even say that. And so, in the morning, when I get in the car, I have a choice between listening to rap, Landon's favorite. Country doesn't enter my car, but I have options. I have options. Or I can flip it over to the old CD and listen to pop. Just bring in the presence of God. And it's, it's crazy to me because this morning I was listening to it on my way in. And, uh, and it just, right as, right as he starts to sing, I'm like, how, how, how does the presence of God come in the moment that he starts to sing? And it's funny, because I'll get in sometimes and the CD player will just come on, right, with the guard, and he'll start to sing right as, but once he starts to sing, I feel bad turning him off. So like, I try to beat it, you know, like I get in the car and I'm like racing to find, to get it over to my phone, because I know once it plays, I'm locked into listening to In Presence Naturally. And I gotta be rolling through Kenneth singing some oldies. Windows down, Zay's getting it. Like, reapplying deodorant, because I'm getting it. And, 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 and as I was preparing, this song came to me. And I couldn't, I couldn't put where I heard it. I just knew that I, I was raised with it. I was talking to Dad yesterday. I was like, Dad, didn't you, like, do an album or something with it? It's like, Isaiah, it's on in his presence naturally. I was like, oh, Dad, oh my word, that's where it is. I listen to that all the time, and that song is on there. And I knew I grew up with it. I just couldn't put where it was. Can I tell you this is so important? Man, if you don't hear anything else I say because you're so annoyed by me, that's fine. But please hear this. It is on purpose that you start to instill things in yourself now so that later you can look back and remember, maybe not necessarily where it came from, but that it mattered. So I want you to listen to this song and, and we, can, we can sing along with them if you know it. It's an oldie, but man, it's a goodie. And I just want you to bask in his presence. Anybody ever just bask in his presence? I know it's, it's weird. I know it feels weird, especially when you're around people that you don't know. But I just want you to hush yourself. I just want you to let God's presence just flow over you. Go ahead, Pop. It will be worth it 
gesture you just know what they're thinking you ever have that moment with anybody isn't it crazy that you have those moments with the people that you know the best and I feel like the moment we're having with the Holy Spirit right now I just I can just feel them looking at me like Isn't this what you search for every day? In the chaos of your work day, in the craziness of life, when you walk in the door to your home and your three kids are not acting the best and you're looking for that calm, still small voice, but you can't find it. Can't you feel it? right now we position ourselves to receive 
to receive. To receive. In Jesus' name. Do it in us today, Lord. Let's sing it one more time, Bob. Just one more time. If you know it, sing along with us. so good. I was already done crying. Get out of here. Man, it's, it's thick in here, people. I can't get away from it. Thick. If you're not used to this, this is what the Holy Spirit feels like. This is his presence. Um, welcome <laughs> to the power plates. Um, if it's your first time, number one, we will never apologize for the presence of God. But number two, I hope and pray that you can feel it um, because it's thick. Uh, it's, like, it's like walking into a wall. Uh, sometimes it hurts. But you know that you're going the wrong way when it hurts. And so if you are feeling like you're walking into a wall today, please be woken up. And understand that you need to redirect. And God's trying to get a hold of you today. And, 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 and redirect you in the way that you were called originally to go. And uh, God's got a plan for you. Everybody just go ahead and say that with me. Say, God's got a plan for me. Go ahead and look at your neighbor. Say, God's got a plan for you. Yeah. Go ahead and look at that other person. The person you didn't say because you, 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 you had a reason. But look at them and say, God's got a plan for you too, I guess. I love Jesus with all my heart, and I have no problem sharing that from the mountaintops. Today, we're starting a new series called Prioritize. Prioritize. Anybody ever struggle with priorities? Anybody, you know, you get your priorities out of whack, and I think everybody can have a hand in this. 
um, because honestly, at some point in time, uh, whether you are young or old, you will deal with struggling to put your priorities in place. Um, whether it's in your work life, in your home life, um, in your taking care of what you own life, you know, at, at some point in time, there's some things that just get out of whack and get out of line, and we have to refocus to get those things to work in parallel with each other again. And, and that refocusing sometimes comes more often than not. Anybody have uh, something that you've been struggling with to get to put as a priority for years on years on years? Anybody, anybody have that struggle? You don't have to raise your hand because I don't, don't, don't want to call you out. Um, but, but anybody ever have that, that, that struggle where you're like, man, I've been trying to work on this for a long time. They're the most annoying things in the world, and they just seem to come around again and again and again. And it's like, man, I, I thought that I took care of that, and I thought that I, I prioritized that correctly, but now I'm dealing with it 6, 7, 15, 22 years later. Why? And, and you know, I, 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 started, I started reading in, in Luke, and, and this story, and you all are going to know the story right as I start reading it, um, but this story just jumped out to me because priorities are, are very important to have in place so that you can prioritize most important to least important. Most important to least important. So do I cut the grass today? Always a priority in my life. It's a huge one. Or do I hang out with my kids? Cut grass, then hang out with the kids. No, I'm just kidding. Just, I'm kidding. Priorities. How do you prioritize? Where do you put things? Do I wake up and get a shower? That should be a priority every day. Or should I shower? Yes, both good options. Definitely do both. Okay, always, always do that. Should I wake up and first hit my phone for social media, or should I hit my word for God? Okay, priorities, priorities. We're just, we're just prioritizing. And Luke, I love the, the story in Luke, uh, chapter 10, verse 38. It says, now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed in, him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. What I think is so important and needs to be done and tidied and taken care of is the least of your worries. Because you have to understand, your sister has chosen what is right, and that is to be at the feet of Jesus. When life looks like it's crazy, let's check our priorities because priorities are probably out of whack. But there's so much to get done. But if you do it in order, everything else just falls into place. And this is, this is something that, 
that always wax everybody out because they're like, no, 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 you don't understand. I can't tithe. I don't got enough money. I know why you don't have enough money, because you don't tithe. No, 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 you don't understand. I, I don't have enough time to be able to pour into my kids. I'm always busy. Okay, then don't come complaining to me when they're 18 and 19, because you can't prioritize now. You're just going to complain about it later. Okay, do you, boo? Priorities. When you set your priorities in order, then, therefore, you will see the benefit and reap the harvest later. Absolutely. I have a, a neighbor across the street, and uh, he's an older gentleman, and he's incredible. He's always out taking care of his landscape. Always. If he's home from work, and he still works. He works hard. He works a full-time job, and then comes home, and he's out working on his landscape. And guess what his landscape looks like today? Incredible! It looks incredible. I just whisper underneath my breath, I can't stand you. <laughs> Making me look bad, son. But he, it looks incredible. Why? Because he dedicates time to it. Therefore, he's going to reap a harvest of beauty. And whatever you give your time to, therefore, you will reap a harvest for whatever you've poured into. And so if, you, if, if your whole goal in life is to reap things of this world, then go ahead and put your time there because that's what you will reap. But if you want to go ahead and put your time in place with God, God can pour out everything that you thought you needed in the world and fill you up. Luke 12, verse 29. It says, And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. He knows. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. We're not just up here speaking about it. This is in the word of God. This is what we stand on. Listen, you don't have to worry about, about the food. You don't have to worry about the drink. All you have to worry about is striving to get to know him, and he brings everything your way. That's good news. That's really good news because, to me, it gets me excited because all I have to do is know how to be faithful with my money, faithful with my time, and prioritize correctly, and therefore, I will have it all. It says, I'm just, I'm just sorry, I'm just going off the word. I don't want anybody to get mad at me. It says, seek his kingdom and these things will be added to you. Everything that he had talked about will be added. In another version, it says, all these things will be added to you. All these things. Today I've entitled my, my sermonette. It's 1045, my sermonette. Um, <laughs> build the house. Let's go ahead and say that. Say, build the house. Build the house. Build the house. Are, are, we, are we building the house here? Are you building the house personally in your own home? Are you, are you actually putting work and effort into building what you own? Uh, Matt Doughton. Yeah, you're here. I saw you. And when you came in, I said, oh, I'm using them. Because I already thought about you this week, son. Come here, honey. 
Come here, Matthew. Don't make me use your middle name because I don't know it. <laughs> What's up? Hardest hugs. I have to like brace my back whenever he comes. I'm like, oh, Lord, help us. I think I'm a man until you hit me. And then I'm like, oh, I'm just a boy. <laughs> right? Don't touch me. Okay, stop. Man, I think he eats concrete. Sheesh. Anyways, I just want you to stand up here awkwardly. <laughs> um, I love Matt, and Matt, Matt has, uh, he, he, he does construction, and, and he's, he's wise, and he's a genius, and, and all that stuff, and, and he, he works with his hands, and that's why his hands feel like hammers themselves. Um, yeah, he's a genius. So anyway, so he, he does a lot of that, that manual labor stuff, and you know, he grunts a lot. Do you grunt a lot? Okay, that's what I figured. So, you know, and I've done a lot of projects here at the church with him, and he challenges manhood a lot. Um, and, and, you know, he's, he's that. So what I want to do today is I want to give him the tool that he knows how to use best. Okay, so, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Here, this, I'm sorry, Matt. Here you go. I'm sorry. My bad. I'm sorry. So, so Matt knows what to do with the tool in his hand if the tool is right. So if we're going to build the house, you have to hold the tool that you know how to use. See, and nothing to, I'm not taking away that you can't use the mic. I'm not taking away. But that's not what he was designed for. I'm going to preach, and then y'all are going to catch on. I'm telling you did, you, did you see, like, when I handed the mic, like, all of a sudden, like, flush, like, oh, man, like, what? I just wanted you to start reading scripture and preaching it. I mean, honestly, like, really. But that doesn't work in Matt's world. Matt reads the word and follows the word, and that's why his business is doing what it's doing, because this is obedient. So he has obedience, but this doesn't work for him. Because this does. Okay, you can give it back. I love you. Oh, be gentle. This is my hammer. It doesn't look very used. I do know how to use it, I swear. I choose screws. But this in my hand, it's funny because whenever I work with Matt, he's like, oh, do it this way. And he steps in and he'll take over and show up. The reason I can spackle today is because of Matt Doughton. He actually gave a day and came over to my house when I was living in the mobile home. I was redoing a room and Matt came over and he's like, ah, we can do it. I always have to talk like that when I talk like Matt because, I mean, it's like, you know, that's just his man talk. He's like, ah, we can do it. I'll come over. We'll get it done one day. You know, ah, 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 ah. So, so anyways, so he came over, and he, I, I just sat there in, in awe as he's like, you know, it's like almost like I, he was Mr. Miyagi, and I was just like following along. It was incredible. And he showed me the, the, the process of spackling. You know, before him, it's funny, because before him, I actually, when I bought, bought the trailer, I went and I removed all the strips, and I just slapped spackle on, left chunks like this, and then we tried to sand them down. It doesn't work like that. I had spackle chunks everywhere in the trailer. And I brought Matt over, and he, he did this, and I was like, 
whoa, that's how you do it? That's so cool. And it's, you know, feathering it out and all this stuff and just taught me, like, the art behind it and what? There's a thing called spackle tape and what? Like, like what? That's so cool. And then we used, you know, like the, oh, it's awesome. And he, he taught me. I'm telling you, this is going to preach. I love it. So good because the tool that Matt does well is not the same tool that you might do well. But Matt has to be there for us to succeed. Therefore, when you are building the house, bring in the people that you need to build your house. If your tool is not a hammer, please don't pick up the hammer. Prioritize. Do what you're good at. Uh, a thing that Penny brought in when, when we hired her as the accountant. She, uh, as the church accountant, she came in, she's like, stay in your lane. I guess she had seen that I was doing things out of my lane. Probably why she said it. But we all have talents. Stay in your lane of talent. So that you are not messing up the other lanes that we have to now clean up. And this is huge. And this is something that, that I've tried to apply to 2018 is just staying in my lane. Hey, I know I can't handle this, so therefore I'm passing it off. Can you do this? Prioritize. I love Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1. It says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Ready? A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace, a a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Mm. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. Dad, you can get that one. Let's go through your basement tonight. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Wow. Whoa. Wait a second. Hold it. What? There's a... What? Whoa. Whoa. There's a time where you have to hold your tongue and let God fight for you. There's a time where you have to have a voice and fight. It doesn't say, hey, just be quiet. I, I didn't read that. It says there's a time to be silent and a time to be loud. Guess when I get loud? When I'm fighting against the enemy so that he knows that I'm here. Hey! Hey! Just a reminder, you ain't in charge. I don't fight the enemy like this. That was my favorite uh, Sunday school hymn. I was humming it. Devil, didn't you hear me?
I'm telling you, a lot of you have, have taken on the position of just being silent. But God's reminding you today that there is a time for silence. Prioritize. Put things in priority. When is it time to be silent? And when is it time to shout? Because a lot of you need to get in that season of shouting to let the enemy know where you stand. You got to remind him. You got to remind him. You have to remind him. The three musts when wanting change. Three musts when wanting change. Number one, get quiet and hear. When you want change, get quiet and hear. Because when you're quiet, you can hear a lot more. You have to get quiet so you can hear. Prioritize your quiet time so that you can hear. My kids started waking up earlier a couple years ago, and so I had to push all my morning activities earlier and earlier and earlier and then cancel my gym membership because they were getting up so early and put a gym in the basement and then get up earlier because I like to do quiet time with God before and then earlier. And now I'm waking up at stinging 5 o'clock, and I don't like 5 o'clock, but I have to because if my priorities aren't straight, Oh, but say it's so tough. I watched a video uh, the other night. I was laying in bed. It, I, I like these videos. It, it talked about all the successful people in the world wake up from either 3.45 a.m. to 5.30, and I was like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Every day I hate it. I'm hustling. Let's go. So I'm like, oh, this is good. So I, I'm, Brittany's laying next to me. I'm like, babe, look at this video. And I'm like, oh, I'm waking up early. Successful people, babe, right here. We're waking up early. Tomorrow, 3.45, babe, we're doing it. Like, like I, you know what? Why? Because if I don't prioritize, I'm not going to get some things done. And I have to. I, I, I live with a father that literally, he's down sending emails at 3.30 a.m. Like, Dad, nothing good happens in the middle of the night. So I thought, all the successful people are up. So now I have to get up. Prioritize, because you're promised, ooh, and this is good, you're promised silence when you wake up earlier. I'm promised it. I know it. I like, literally, I can go outside, not even any birds if you wake up early enough. Silence. It's almost deafening. It's so quiet. You want some things, you want change, get quiet and hear. Number, number two, get loud and defeat. Get quiet and hear. Get loud and defeat. I love, I love the Battle of Jericho where they had to praise, and their praise brought the walls down with a shout of praise, a shout. How does a shout sound? Go ahead, just shout for me real quick. Yeah. Oh, good. I really honestly thought you guys were asleep. So I was, I was like reaffirming to me. You guys are awake. That was good. So shout, and a shout of praise brought the walls down. A shout. And so with your loudness, you will defeat. Um, Jehoshaphat, great name. 
I'm going to be pro- prophetic right now and just say three people in here are going to have kids this year and name them Jehoshaphat. I'm not going to tell you. Just do it. And you're living in obedience. <laughs> I don't know if I was allowed to do that. Is that against the word? Like to do? Okay, so anyways. Um, yes, it is. Jehoshaphat was heading into battle with the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir uh, who were invading Judah. And here we, we pick it up in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20. It says, early in the morning they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah and they were defeated. Whoa! They won from praise? Yeah, yeah. They won from praise. All they did was sing, give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. And they're all like, they're not even touching him. Thank you, Jesus. You're dead. Thank you, Lord. You're dead. Dead, dead, dead. Thank you, Jesus. What? This is messed up. No, this isn't right. Are you kidding me? That doesn't sound right. That I should I should have to shoot them. No, what? No, no, no. No, no. Just give praise. Give praise and watch me work. And God's up in heaven. He's like Because in obedience, in obedience, God can perform. He's always waiting, but he's just waiting for our obedience. And when he sees obedience, he's like, okay, I, I, I see you, Jehoshaphat. Okay, I see your obedience. You're telling your army. Now, this doesn't look right. It doesn't look right because all your guys that you're with, they're really manly. And to say, ah, we're going to sing. We're all probably like, what? We're going to sing? What? That didn't sound right. I wanted to stab someone. No, no, no. I just want you to sing. I just want you to sing praises. Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. Let's just sing that. Why don't we just sing that? Give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. Dead, dead, dead. Give thanks to the Lord. Dead, dead. His love endures dead forever. Dead, dead. This doesn't make sense. But if you followed God long enough, you'll know that a lot of things that he does doesn't make sense until after it's over. Because once it's over, you learn what wax on, wax off, and painting the dang fence looks like. You didn't die in the fight. You waxed on and waxed off and chopped your face off. 
He does, and then he teaches you what he's done. Listen, Jehoshaphat, just be obedient and sing praises and watch me show up. Watch me. Watch me. Go ahead. Give out of the abundance of your heart. I want you to give higher and more money than you've ever given today. And you watch me show up, son. Go ahead. Go home and treat your wife like you've never treated her. You watch her show up. Oh, I hate my wife. She's so rude. No, you're a jerk. Go treat her right. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I apologize. I'm sorry. Sorry. I can't stand my husband. Well, when was the last time that you took care of your husband? Because in the Word of God, it talks all about taking care of his church. Are you willing to take care like he takes care of his church? Are you willing to take care of them? Priorities. When you get your priorities straight, everything else falls into place. Come on, you got to stand with me. We're, we're done. We got to wrap this up. Ooh. Man. I can't. Number three, get joyful and be filled. <laughs> get joyful and be filled. Number three, get joyful and be filled. Get joyful and be filled. Watch this, Romans 15, 13. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This isn't just for you. This is so that you can be filled and then overflow. That's right. I don't know about you, but when I talk to people, I don't want to have to be searching for things. I want things to pour out of me out of the overflow. I got to tell you about what God's doing. There's so much going on in my life right now that God is doing, and I'm just going to start speaking to you out of the overflow of blessing. Well, Zay, how'd you get there? I don't know. I was just obedient, I guess. Obedience is huge. When you start to be obedient to the word of God and obedient to who he is and everything that he's written in here, you start to get things you don't deserve. Okay, last story, but you have to stay standing. Can't sit. I've been standing the entire time. I didn't sit. Hey, James. I was hanging out, and I, I was rock climbing, and I don't rock climb. Just putting that out there at the beginning. But I was rock climbing with, with a friend of mine, and... Paul was there, my brother-in-law, and we walked up to the bottom of the rock wall, and I looked at it, and I was like, we got this. No, like, come on, man. We, we work out, you know, we got this. We can do this, you know? If we can curl 25s, we can definitely do this. So we get, I get suited up, and I go up there was like levels of challenge. So it was like level one, level two, level three, level four. 
So I started at level two because you never do the beginners because that's what your child just got done doing. So I skipped and went to level two. I graduated Chuck E. Cheese and moved on to Ronald McDonald House. So anyway, so I got to level two and it was, it was a little, it was like a two-story uh, rock wall. So I'm going up and, and I hammered through it. I'm just grabbing and pulling, grabbing and pulling, grabbing and pulling. Yeah, I got up to the top, I'm like, nailed it. You know, hopping off. I'm going back down the rock wall. I get to the bottom, I'm like, piece of cake. And then I was like, all right, I want to do the harder one. Throw me on three. So I get suited up for three. And my arms, my hands are like shot, right? Like I hardly have grip now. I'm like, I'm going in for three. It's got a little jet out and I go to three and I cannot for the life of me get over this little hump. It's frustrating the daylights out of me. And I'm like, why can I not do this? So we, we, we stopped and I was so sore and tender. I'm like, oh my word, I need like an hour and then we'll come back. So I'm like, oh, massage myself because like, Lord, what is this pain that I've never felt? Is this what it feels like to use your body? Oh my word. So I, I go back and I give myself some time and, and my friend comes and he says, hey, you want to go do the rock wall with me? I was like, yeah. So I go over and we all get suited up. We're over there and, and uh, I said, I have to get this. I said, you do it first so I can watch you. And as he gets on, he gets on and he starts to explain what he's doing. And he's like, now, now Zay, when you put your hand somewhere, you got to put your foot at a level that you can push yourself up so you're not using your hands and your arms but you're using the, the momentum of your feet. I was like, oh, that'd been great to know like three hours ago when I tried this the first time and I muscled up and now I got nothing left and you're gonna show me right up to the top. I'm like, wow, that's incredible. You did it right and it worked. And I'm exhausted and I'm done. So I tried it the way I, I went back down to two because I couldn't do three, okay? I'm humble enough to say it. Really hurt me though. Anyways, so I got back on two and I did it the way that he had explained. I ended up doing it four more times because I was able to because my legs pushed me to the next level. And I was using what was right in the design of how to climb to be able to get to the next level. And I'm telling you right there, God rocked me. and was like, you did it wrong the first time and you've exhausted yourself. And that's how so many people are going through life is they try to do it their way and they exhaust themselves to the, to the point where they can't move any further. And they've gotten themselves to the point now where they're like, my hands don't even work. My arms are hurting. I can't do this any longer. And God's like, because you're not doing it right, prioritize your time. Spend time with me, and therefore I will add everything else you need. Push off with your feet. Let me know that you care. Why don't you push off your day with your Bible? And I will direct every other step that you need to take. Prioritize. Get things in order. Every hand in this place raised up to heaven today. Come on. Go ahead. Why don't you just take a moment? Just take one moment and give them thanks for where you are. Because you're not you're not staying there. You're not staying there. Go ahead. Just give them thanks for where you are. It's okay if you're in the worst spot you've ever been in. Go ahead, just give them thanks for where you are. You're not staying there. Okay, I want you to switch your tone and I want you to thank him for where he's taking you. Go ahead. Lord, thank you for where you are taking me because I am going to grow deeper and stronger, faster because of you. Go ahead, just receive it. 
Right now in Jesus' name, go ahead and receive his strength, receive his wisdom, receive his insight. He's got it for you today. He wants you to have it. It's yours. It's free. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.